if you guys have listened to all our previous episodes, we normally would say some shit about how leadership is failing, about how management is failing, or just how management just doesn't understand certain things about the employee. Today, we kind of want to flip the script a little bit. And what is it like when you have a good manager, but not so great employees, i.e. a challenging employee, a difficult employee, or even more so a toxic employee? In in, in general terms, a real POS. <laughs> a real POS. Because uh, we, we, we've been around the block a bunch of times and a lot of stuff you hear us say it's kind of like saying like oh these guys all these guys ever do is just talk shit about management well surprise surprise we've actually held manager roles and we actually are in manager roles so when we when we speak of this stuff we're speaking it from what it's like to our fellow managers like this is what your people are feeling when you guys make these shitty decisions or you guys make the decisions to afford whatever schedule or operation or project you guys are, are thinking of but now, I feel like today, especially because we were having this big vent not too long ago about what it's like for you when you as a manager are having trouble getting either one or more employees who are just not with it, you know? Yeah, I mean, being on both ends of the spectrum, we've, we've seen what it's like to be working under terrible leadership. But now, as Six has alluded to, we are in leadership roles and, and there are toxic employees like you can okay now i'm in a leadership role i'm gonna do all the things you know i said that uh i would change for my existing leadership who i worked for before but but sometimes you have you have bad employees and and that just one uh takes one to ruin it yes you so so again we've we've bashed on management in the past and previous episodes but it's not always management sometimes Sometimes you learn that the manager was a certain way because of just one bad employee. Yes. And like, I, I've, I've learned that myself, you know, you just, you're like, holy cow. Like I, I'm trying to be nice here, man. And I'm trying to accommodate you. And I'm trying to accommodate the rest of the team. I'm trying to make everybody happy. And I know that's, you can't make everybody happy, but you can try at least you can put forth the effort and try to find the common ground that appeases everyone. But there's always that one that if it's not all for them, then they don't give a shit and they want nothing to do with it. Hey, this is something that's, you know, not everybody gets a hundred percent of what they want, but everybody gets 80% of what they want. Right. And that one employee goes, no, fuck that, man. It's a hundred for me and screw everyone else. Mm-hmm. Yes. And especially someone who they're stepping into a manager role or a higher level manager role, you come in there with the best of intentions for the most part, for, for the most part. I rarely see someone who just goes in there saying like, this is my, this is my kingdom. Now I, I do as I please. Now, there are those who, who do exist, but for the most part, I think there's good in, in most people, air quote, most people, and they come in there, like you said, they, they want to make the best happen for everybody as, as efficiently as possible, because almost anyone can understand that when the team is, is happy and the team works great, then you get all your, your tasks accomplished. But again, like you were saying, you got that one person who has to be 100% them or they just get, or they're just that kind that just likes to push back. They they don't go along with it, but they have to like insert that snide comment just to kind of be sarcastic or sound be like the comedian, but no one's laughing, kind of thing. Yeah, they always have to la- have the last word, but it's never a positive word, right? So, so to add to this, I'm going to read from this little uh, beginning excerpt of this Harvard Business Review. There's that one person on your team, the bad apple who has nothing positive to say, riles up other team members and makes work life miserable. If you can't fire them, how do you respond to this behavior? What feedback do you give? How do you mitigate the damage that they inflict? Right. And so as six was just saying, um, you know, again, no matter what you do, no matter what you say, they always got some bullshit to bring up. And, and I gotta be honest with you, you know, it's, it's slowly changing within my own shop, right. Since I've, uh, taken over this management role, but there are still some where we're working through things and we're trying to change culture and we're changing direction. We're going this and that. And, you know, the people are like, fine, I'll do it. Cause I need a job, but I'm going to, I'm going to throw out these little comments all the time and I'm getting real good at tuning them out. But initially, like every time I'm like, like, well, I guess, I guess I'll do this, even though it's not really the right way to do my job. Like they'll make those kind of comments. Right. 
Mm-hmm. And you're like, God, just can't you do it without saying anything? Yeah. Or if you don't want to do it, and I finally snapped my dad. I was like, if you don't want to do it, get out. The door is right there. I don't care. I was like, I can hire somebody else in the next five minutes if 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 you're willing to leave. I don't care. Either do do the job or don't. But I was like, the comments are getting old. And then there's kind of mumbling under breath. Well, I'm just, I just want to make sure I'm heard. And, this, and I was like, yeah, you've made yourself heard several times over. All yeah. right. I said, and, and I'm trying to play nice as the manager here by not going, shut the fuck up every time you say something. Right. Right. That's not HR approved. Um, so I'm trying to, trying to play the nice, but, but I think one, one thing these toxic employees don't realize that they're doing when they do this kind of stuff to the manager, right? Cause the, some managers, they're trying to, again, make everybody happy, at least get 80% of what everybody wants and makes them happy rather than a hundred, which might be, you know, good for some, but not others. And so they continue, continue these underhanded comments, this and that. And you try to appease them. You try to let it go and you try to ignore it. And you try to try to still make them happy no matter what, but what they don't realize they're doing is that they're making you as the manager bitter towards them. Mm-hmm. Um, they're slowly desensitizing you to their needs. So they come up like, Hey, I was uh, wondering if I could leave a little early on Friday. Cause um, um, I got this thing I got to go to. Oh, sorry, man. I need you. Oh, well, I just thought it'd be I'm like, nah, sorry. Did you put it in the request? Did you put it in the paperwork to uh, get that time off? No, sorry, man. It's HR, not me. You know, got to file the paperwork within uh, 14 days. Oh, it's a last minute thing. that popped up. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't know what to tell you. That's that's the kind of shit that they don't realize these toxic employees don't realize what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You're trying to play ball with them, but they're not really playing back. They're just trying to get everything that right. they want. And then, and then playing and, off and then playing off to your example, like say like you're sorry, man, like I need you here today. They're they're gonna get all spurred about it because you didn't accommodate. So now they're gonna turn around and go to all their friends, which is probably like everybody in in the shop, <clears throat> and they go. Well, so and so just denied my time off. Oh, that's so that's such bullshit, right? But they'll spin it, they'll say it in such a way, right, where it's like they really just make the team go against you, right? And, right. And I think that's the main difference between a difficult employee and a toxic one. And actually, matter of fact, the I was thinking this out loud, and I when I was reading the article, like the difference between a difficult and a toxic one is a toxic employee doesn't just harm what the what you're trying to do they'll spread their mentality to everybody else right and just really put it there like you're the reason why they're suffering and 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 then they would just yeah, like they, they can't see the forest through the trees of their own bullshit you know what i mean <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good <laughs> <laughs> And then, and then but when with a difficult employee, it's mostly just a communication problem, right? Like they just don't know how to talk or they just don't know how to talk to you or vice versa until you guys come break that barrier. Then, then they find out like this person wasn't a POS. They just didn't know how to approach. And that's kind of sort of how it comes out when you're a manager walking into a new environment. You, know, you hear everyone else say like, oh, this team's trash. This team is garbage. This team doesn't produce blah, blah, blah. Right. And it, and. A good amount of people would just take that for for a uh, law and just start treating them like they are trash, and not actually dig into the problem as to, well, why are they called that? Why are they considered non-producing? Is it just they don't know what the fuck they're doing? Is it because they're just burned out? I don't know, right? But it's better to come in there like with an open mind, like what is causing the problem instead of just assuming that someone else has figured it out, and then you just gotta enforce the thumb. Well, that's a good point because, because I've had people come in and they're acting some type of way, right? Usually not in a good way. And they're just kind of pouting around and acting like children. I'll tell you, one of the things that really, really gets under my skin is when there's adults and specifically adult males who come in pouting around and kind of stomping around and moping and making underhanded comments like a whiny child. it, It just drives me insane it gets under my skin I'm like you just want to go what what grab them by their collars what what is your deal today tell me what's wrong <laughs> we're adults here well i'm just unhappy and so remember how you and i had that conversation about uh doing a cultural change and a shift within the department right mm-hmm. we kind of had an offline uh conversation about that 
And so, and so we had a couple of guys that were kind of doing that and they were kind of whining back and forth and this and that. And, you know, I would ask them questions. Hey, have you looked at it? Oh yeah, I'm getting to it. Or they would just give me a yes and no. And, you know, real, real short answers. And I finally was like, what's up? What's going on? This is no way to, no way to, con- con- there's no way to conduct yourself in a democracy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, uh, and they were finally come out like, well, I'm just not really happy with the direction we're going. Okay. Well, well express your concerns to me instead of whining around and pouting, you know, we can, we're adults. We can have a conversation. Well, I just figured that, you know, I, even if I would tell you my concerns, they would just fall on deaf ears. Cause because you're the boss. I said, I, not, not, not so. I said, the direction came from higher than me. I said, but nobody's perfect and something might get missed in this, right? So what are your concerns with this? And maybe that's something we need to add or modify to this direction we're going. Oh, oh okay. Well, I think this is that. Hey, those are some valid points and probably didn't get missed. Let me run them up the chain. And then we ran them up the chain and they went, oh yeah, that's a, that's a good point. All right, let's uh, make sure we don't forget that when we're, when we're doing our job. So that's why I come back. Hey, we're going to do this, this, and this with this caveat now that this other person brought up. Oh, wow. And so I'm like, see, but you would have never got that if you just continued pouting around because all you would have done is piss me off and I'd have found some other place for you to be. Right. And you know that, what I mean? Yes. And exactly. And that goes into like, you know, you got to, you will, for this is a lot, a lot for the newer managers, you got to dig deeper than what you're seeing because it, like with MVP's example, if he didn't not just approach the person like, yo, what's your problem? Well, I obviously don't say it exactly like that, but you know, <laughs> um, like, Hey, what's the problem? And if you just, just take it for what it is, for whatever it is, they said like, Oh, it's nothing. Like, oh, okay. Whatever you said, nothing moving on now and not actually explore or probe down to see what the real issue is. You would probably have made a decision. That's just going to be a bad result for everybody. And sometimes these, these toxic employees, they just, they're like the extreme end of non-communication because they've already been jaded by so many others prior to you. And they could have probably been the worst managers ever. And then they're just so jaded that they just don't want to talk to nobody no more. If they're wearing a white collar uh, shirt, then it's someone I don't have. I don't want to talk to. But then say yeah, if you, you're, if you're a, if you're in a, a management role or let's say a salaried role, right. Mm-hmm. They're just automatically think you're the enemy because of bad experiences. Like six said, um, it's, and you made a good point about jaded. I mean, you and I are jaded to some degree, like the other day, right? We just passed Thanksgiving mm-hmm. and the last day before Thanksgiving, you know, executive management sends out these all hands emails saying, Hey, we're thankful for you, the employees for making this a success and yakety yak back and forth. And I still read those, even though I am in management now, I still read those and go, fuck you. You don't care. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. I'm still that way, but that's because of past, past experiences. Now, now these, they could really mean from the bottom of their heart, what they're saying. Right. And I try to mean what I, I don't try to mean, I mean what I say to my employees, you know, mm-hmm. if I don't mean it, I don't say it to them. But if I really agree with something or stand behind it, um, I don't say it, but, but reading those all hands, you know, and, and even my employees got them and they were like, Oh, well, you know, got all this from them. Like, yeah, they, that's bullshit. They just send out as a, you know, because they have to, not because they really want to. Yeah. It's kind of like a thing, like a catch all, you know, like, Oh, we gotta, we gotta hit this wicket. Yeah. That's what it yeah, is. Got, yeah. It's just a bullet. It's just a box. They got to check. And, and it's bad for me to think that way. Right. Cause then, cause I project that onto my people that, uh, executives don't give a shit. They just send mm-hmm. these bull BS emails for whatever reason because mm-hmm. they have to. And so that, that puts a, spins a negative light in their minds too, right? You're like, yeah, that's true. I'm not going to work as hard because they don't care. So that's bad on me, but that comes back to that jaded aspect of it. Right. Mm-hmm. Where you're like, man, I've worked for places in the past and I'm 100% no, they didn't care. They would, they would dog you day in and day out. And then, and then the day before a holiday, hey man, really appreciate you. Glad you're here. This and that smiles in your face. Like, what the you just you just crapped all over me for the <laughs> last 365 days. But now your smiles and now you care? Like, nah, now nah, no. I don't play that game. So it's a it's a mindset change on my end too, even you know, just to to try to be a little more positive and a team player from the corporate side of things. Right. Uh, a little off tangent on that one, uh, specifically to the mindset of us as the manager. 
I remember hearing this uh, example or this advice from a senior level manager from my time in the core. And he says, uh, you got to be like the epitome of optimism regarding a leadership decision. Like even if it wasn't from you, you, you let you bitch about it and you process it with your fellow peers. But when you're around subordinates, like your employees and stuff, you got to be like, like peak optimism. Because if you even just show up with the slightest bit of like, fuck it, then it's going to explode in their heads, right? Like, oh, well, if our manager or our officer is having doubts, what the fuck does that mean for us, right? He's like, what is he not seeing? They'll just start spooling these conspiracy theories in their heads. Like that could may, may or may not be true, but the, the, it, it will consume them. And then they'll just start like slacking off or dialing back their performance just based off of your attitude. Like, little so, off- yeah, go ahead. So sorry. No, I was just saying like a little off topic, but that just uh, kicked off a memory in my head. Well, no, I mean, I mean, that that brings up what I was going to say next is I think sometimes as as leadership, we can we can even create the toxic employee. If we if we continue coming in day after day with that same negative, non-optimistic view on so many things, um, then, yeah, we can probably almost create the toxicity to which we have to then try to deal with and mitigate. Um, so, like you said, that's a really good point about uh about being optimistic, even if you didn't make the call. Mm-hmm. And so I think you and I both have done that in our past where they come in like, what the was that kind of a decision, right? We come out of a meeting, somebody mm-hmm. goes, what the hell was that? Now we got to do all this BS too. Like, yeah, I know it's a bunch of extra stuff and it's all last minute and this and that, but, but we'll get through it together, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, and, you know, like we said, oh, I'll catch you on the back end. One of the biggest lies ever. Don't tell your employees <laughs> that. But but actually do right so mm-hmm. that way hey you guys kicked ass you came through you the, you know you this you that you whatever um so so like what I do one thing that I've been doing recently is that you know all week long we'll be kicking asses and that and like lunchtime on Friday I'm like hey uh who want how, what's going on down on the floor ah uh, there's just this and this and that they're just downloading software they're just doing whatever you know. They're just servicing for for a, a, a flight or some something like that. Okay, so they don't really need us for anything for the rest of the day. Nah, cool. Why don't you guys bounce out of here? I just need one person to stay with me. You know, yeah. And if they're really not that busy, I just send everybody out. But usually, my my crew is the type. They're pretty good. Where they're like, nah, the boss ain't staying by himself. We'll rock paper scissors this week to see who's staying. Nice. So so and then I send everybody home early on a Friday. And they're like, well. What about my time? I'm like, put in your full time, man. Put in your full time and get the fuck out of here. Yeah. I'm or like, really? Or, or throwing some throwing like some admin leave shit. Like I'll approve. I I I can justify that. Just go. Yeah. <laughs> Disappear. That's what they're, they're like, really? And I'm like, yeah. So put in my my full eight hours. Yes. Yeah. And leave. <laughs> I, I, I actually enjoy your had, weekend. I actually had a. A commanding officer once um he like whenever it came time for a holiday weekend he he realizes just how freaking fried we are like just killing it for the week especially coming towards a holiday we always like to do more of stuff before the holiday closure so he sees that in our faces and like we come into work it's like the beginning of the day here comes the the meeting and stuff and he goes well everybody today the time is now seven o'clock by 801 I expect to be the only car in the parking lot and whoever is still here, you guys are working the weekend. So uh, the first time he said that, everyone just like, look at him like, say what? (laughs) Right. And we thought he was joking. Everybody was afraid to do it. Yeah. So we all just continue working. Right. And then 745 comes in and he, he comes around, he starts looking, he sees everyone still working. He says, well, I guess everybody wants to work this weekend. And he goes into uh, the control office and he sa- and he puts out a, a call on the radio. He says, everyone put all your stuff away. Get Do whatever you got to do to close up shop. If I'm stepping out of this parking lot in the next 10 minutes, every last one of you is working this weekend. And you see how fast <laughs> everyone's Everybody like bolt- put away. Yep. Everything bolted like, whoa, gone. Right. And that was like his thing to do. Almost every uh, holiday, he would always shut down the, sh- the, the unit like a solid 
like five hours but ahead of schedule. Like uh, this, I think this was around the time when you like a government entity wasn't allowed to give you more than a half day off because hours or some shit like that. Right. But he'll always say something like right around seven o'clock. You'll say like, you guys are going to go to the gym for the next four hours. All right. <laughs> like you guys are going to go work out or some shit. Just make up some kind of excuse to get you out of the unit. Like, but make sure all your stuff's put away because, you know, you guys got to work on your readiness or some shit. Right. So, all right. <laughs> we fucking just yeah. But how cool though. I mean, that's goes back to what we were saying, you know, money is good, but man, it, you know, money is also taxable. Yes. Well, it's not taxable. Your time, your free time. You know what I mean? Yes. So I tell a lot of, a lot of, a lot of guys that I'm like, you know, I said, Hey, yeah, I bounce out of here, bounce out of here. I said, but know this, everyone. I said, there is going to come a time when I'm going to need you to stay. Mm-hmm. So when that time comes, please don't bitch and moan at me. Yeah. You know what I mean? I gave mm-hmm. you the last three months of leaving early and there's one day that you have to stay the full time or maybe just a little bit of OT that day mm-hmm. because of whatever mission we got to meet. And I, I just expect to hear no complaining. Right. You now, know what I mean? Yes. Uh, going back a little bit to what you were saying about like uh, giving like how someone just can't see outside of the force of their own bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still laughing about that. Uh, so like sometimes uh, a toxic employee doesn't know that they're being stupid or that doesn't know that they're being uh, less than beneficial. Right. Like you're saying, mm-hmm. like oblivious to their to their uh, forest. <laughs> uh, <laughs> And and some of them they just think they're funny, right? Because you always get that one sarcastic person or that one individual who just thinks out loud. Let's call it that. Just likes to think out loud, and they don't realize that they're them doing that just kind of puts a cloud over everybody's head. So sometimes you you got to give them like that one on one communication line, like, "Hey man, like uh, what you're saying and what you're doing. I don't know if you really mean that, but it's really starting to dump to." put down a lot of people. So uh, like what this article says, like most of the time people don't realize that they're being destructive as they are. And they are focused on their own behaviors and needs to be aware of the broader impact. And yeah, <laughs> that pretty much puts it down. So, so one thing, one thing I've done in that instance, right. Is I've had an ex- experience where it was the lead. Um, mm-hmm. The, the senior, the senior guy, he's me when I'm not there. He is when, whenever I'm not in, in the building, he's, he's the DOA or delegate of authority. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, he was kind of having a bad attitude at one time about some things. And I had to finally sit down with him. Like you said, one-on-one and go, Hey man, I don't know if you realize your, your attitude's kind of rubbing off on everybody else. I said, you're the, you're the senior. Mm-hmm. I said, you're me. I said, the difference in you and me is, is that I'm the bad guy because I'm the boss. Mm-hmm. I said, but you're the lead. Everybody looks to you for concurrence, guidance, whatever else. So if you're, if you're feeling some type of way, it's going to make them feel some type of way. I said, they look to you. You're, you're the guy. You know what I mean? Right. You're, you're their guardian angel, so to speak. You're the one. You know, I try to be the umbrella and deflect as much corporate bullshit away from you as whatever. But you're, you're the guy who deflects them from our own little area of operation BS. Right. And like, I said, uh, so you have that power. I don't said, I don't, think, I don't think you realize it, but you have that kind of power that whatever you say, they will do mm-hmm. because they respect you enough for that. So if you're feeling shitty, they respect you enough. They, Hey, something bad must be going on. If he's acting that way, if he feels that way. Right. I said, you're the lead man. I said, and said, where it is such, I said, you're the lead for a reason. Act that way. Yes. And and I think he didn't realize what kind of authority or power he had as being in that role. And so sometimes as a manager, right, to to get a toxic employee out of that mindset, you you got to remind them of who they are and what they are and why they're in that position that they're in. Yep. They got there for a reason. And so you just have to remind them that, hey, you're here because you're good and you're good at what you do. So now take that and drive that that same mentality of what you did to get to where you're at and maintain where you're at to the rest of the team. And that individual, like it took a few days, but 
you know, it was like right before weekend, he came back the next week and it was like the flip scripted flip. And you're right. like, all right, we're going to do this, this and that. Yeah. Yeah. You got it. You got a boss, you know, and the, and the whole crew's running around doing whatever they got to do. Yeah. So I'm like, there you go. He just didn't, maybe he didn't realize he had as much say in the, in the game as he thought he had. Right. You know, and I think he thought maybe he had to just bend over and take whatever was divvied down, but that's not the case. Right. And, and you brought up a, a very great point too. You got to objectively tell this person this, right? You, and you got to tell them privately in 99% of the cases, because if you just come off to someone like with your emotions flying, they're immediately going to just turn off. Like their brain shuts off, their, their receptors turn off and they're just going to immediately throw up this wall and just call bullshit on everything you say. <laughs> so yeah. um, again, objectively and telling them in private, only always in private, you have something to say to them that, 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 directly affects them almost always do it in private because if you just blast them in public like they start doing their comments or whatever it is and you just say you know what that's really annoying i really don't appreciate you doing that kind of shit even if it was like the most sincere way of saying it that's a power move to anyone who's ever seen it right they're like they're like it's it's almost like an open alpha challenge right (laughs) Uh, i don't know any other better way to say that but it's you're openly challenging them to talk shit to you. Like, oh, boss just told you to go fuck off. What are you going to do about it? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, that's very true. And so, so what do the experts say, right? We've mentioned toxic employees or, or difficult employees, but some might be asking what's the difference, right? Mm-hmm. So there is a difference between difficult employee and a toxic one. Um, you know, they call them toxic because not only do they cause harm, but they also spread their behavior to others. Mm-hmm. There's a pattern of de-energizing, frustrating, or putting down of teammates. Um, it's not just uh, that it's not just that Joe is rude. Joe, as a, a, an example name, the whole team suffers of uh, because of it. Uh, your first step as manager should be to avoid hiring toxic people in the first place. But as we all know, a lot of people put on a face for the interview they interview really well and then you get them out there and you're like wow all right you got me you know yeah you fooled me um but once they're on your team it's hard to get rid of them oftentimes the behavior doesn't run against anything legal so you can't just fire them if others in the organization don't agree that a line has been crossed Mm -hmm. so you know We've already talked about digging deeper and figuring out root cause of what's what's the issue and why they're why they're um, acting a certain way. Uh, we talked about giving direct feedback, right? Mm-hmm. Hey, you know what you're doing is is bringing down the team. You know, uh, but but we haven't talked about consequences yet. Ooh, we've talked about it. trying to change the the culture and the mindset and everything else, and and try to try to write the ship before it goes into the reef. Um, but what happens if just at it, it, all points of trying to mitigate or correct, you just keep, keep bashing into the rocks, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what, what are the consequences? So uh, again, this uh, article from Harvard Business Review states, um, if the carrot, you know, carrot on the string, right? We've all heard that. Mm-hmm. Carrot doesn't work. You can also try the stick. <laughs> how big of a stick though, right? <laughs> we all tend to respond more strongly to potential losses than we do to potential gains. So it's important to show offenders what they stand to lose if they don't improve. If the person is hesitant to reform, figure out what they care most about. The privilege of working from home, their bonus, and putting that at stake. For most people, the possibility of missing out on a promised promotion or suffering other consequences tied to the pocketbook or tied to your wallet, essentially mm-hmm. um, will be strong motivation to behave in a more civil way. And so, um, you know, I, I haven't had, I haven't had to come to that yet. Right. In mm-hmm. my own personal experiences, but I can tell you that, that how I do control some of it is during review time. Yep. And I don't give them a heads up, you know, I'm like, you know, I want this and I want this. I'm like, well, you got to start showing those uh, skill sets. Oh, you and I have talked about this. We have one guy. He says, well, I want promoted. I want to be the next, the next level. And I said, okay. Um, well, you got to start showing me you can do what that level 
you know, is required of that level. Right. No, no, no. I don't do that. I start doing that job when I get paid to do that job. And I was like, that's not how it works. And he's like, well, that's how it's going to work for me. I'm like, fucking good luck getting promoted <laughs> under my, under my flag. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. You know, but like, you know? was, it blew me away. I was like, wow, he's, I thought he was messing with me for a second. And he was like, no, I don't do that job until I get paid to do that job. Like, then no. you'll never get to that job. Why would I put you in that position? Not knowing if you're able to, to do that, do those duties. So now you're getting the pay that comes with it. And you, then you're going to go, Oh, this is actually harder than I thought. All right, I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing, but I've already got the pay and you can't take that away from me now. So <laughs> now that could happen in some cases and they would, that would be the one and only time that that would happen, at least under me. Mm-hmm. Okay. You're, you're getting no, no promotions and bonuses from this point on. I, I will get my money back out of you <laughs> and I will you, and any time over time that comes up, you, you will be assigned. Yeah. Right. There's ways to, to yeah. do that, but, um, yeah. So it, was, it just blew me away. Like you get, you got to do the work. Yeah. I, I mean, you got to admit this, that person had some serious uh, guts, to even say something like that, like, oh, I'm not going to start to show the tendency that I can do that job until I start it, until I hold the title and start getting the pay. Like, no, 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 no. That's like business, uh, like 101, like fail right there. <laughs> like, right. And uh, then, I, go and ahead, then so that kind of goes into the next part of this, this article, right? The guy said, no, I don't do the job until I get paid to do the job. Okay. Except that some people won't change. Of course, you should always hope that a person can change, but not everyone will respond to the tactics listed above. Uh, Miner is currently researching toxic doctors and says that the early results indicate that some are either unable or unwilling to change. Um, They found that 4% of people engage in this kind of behavior just because it's fun and they believe they can get away with it. So that's some sociopathic shit. Yeah, no, I'm going to be a shithead because it's fun for me and it's fun to watch you squirm in your chair because uh, you're getting frustrated with me, but you can't really do anything about it. Yeah, oh, man, I know so many people who are like that. And we kind of we kind of touched that a little bit. Like some people just just like to challenge you. They just like to um, like put a uh, sand in the gears, you know, Yeah, like, like to fight, fight just to fight. Yeah. And like, like, why? Like, uh, does this get does this uh, like boost your ego does this make you like, put on put you on yourself on a pedestal and there's some stuff like that where it, well at least in the services they call it like the the terminal lance or like the e4 mafia is what some of them call it and it's just like the that one person who's just so set in their ways like they don't want any more responsibility but they want to be treated like they're senior I'm like no absolutely not like you you'll get uh, praised or appraised by what you do and if like getting promoted is, is not in the cards for you like you just don't want to at least like pass on the knowledge don't just pass on the, the bullshit <laughs> and right and like you're like you were saying like just some people they just they don't care how many times they get punished they don't care how many times they get threatened or or uh what's the word um not not besides punish um like negative or praise negative uh, reviews they don't care how many of that they get because to them they're just like oh whatever piece of paper shred it and move on why or or they use it then they're the type of people that yeah yeah, i feed off the hate and i feed off the negativity so you don't expect anything from me so i can do literally as little as possible and you're not going to say anything to me because one you don't want to engage with me because you know i'm going to argue with you for no reason even though i know i'm wrong and and two nobody expects me to like I can just sit here on the computer all day and not do anything. And yeah. Nobody's going to say anything anyways. Now I also have ran into people in my, in my uh, experience that they do that just to rile somebody up and get them to yell at them. And then they, that same person who instigated it ran, runs straight to HR. Yep. Oh my And claims, God. claims whatever they claim. And then, then that manager gets tore up and you're like, man, we all watch that. We watched you badger that aunt, that manager for for three days straight, and he finally snaps. And then you're like, and then you just see him like as soon as that manager snaps, they smile and they straight to HR. Yeah, like got you, right? Mm-hmm. And that's somebody you don't need. And then next thing you know, there's a lawsuit coming down. 
And that's all those people do. They just move from job to job and they typically win lawsuits. And those people are probably millionaires, but that's all they do is they just bounce from job to job. They're long enough to get a lawsuit, try to win it and then uh, move on for a while. Right. So it's kind of like they try to get as much dirt on a certain organization, like just enough to kind of make it seem questionable. And then they yep. just throw they just throw that on the court, and then like instead of trying to like justify that that's what what they're saying is right or wrong, they just like you know what, we're just gonna call this a no contest. Here's a couple thousand or whatever, just so you just shut the fuck up. And like whatever you say, coach. Ah, and then uh, yeah, we'll give you fifty fifty grand to to stay quiet, and not not belittle us or whatever else, or or smear our name. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, sounds good. I'll take that. Yeah. And uh, that, that kind of goes into this next part of this article where it says document everything. Now, we can't stress this enough. If you're a manager or you're a supervisor or someone of direct influence and you have administrative control, document everything. It's just, go, it's just like um, with aviation um, maintenance, document every fucking thing. So-and-so came in late. Well, whatever, five minutes late. Even if it's just on a sticky note or a notepad. Well, five minutes late today or some shit. And the reason why is like what this article says. If you conclude that you really need to fire the person, you must have documentation of their offenses and the responses you've offered so far. See, that's the key words right there. You got to yep. you got to show that you've tried to help and they refused it and then what you actually did to try to help. That you want to establish a pattern of behavior, the steps you took to address it, the information, warnings and resources provided to the employee and the failure of the employee to change. That has to be there because you can't just like, well, unless like someone's in a probationary status, like we're or a conditional hire status, like we're, we're you're just hired so we can see how you work. If it's something like that, then for sure you can just fire them for if just because the, you felt the sky was green or some shit. But mm-hmm. if someone's like established and your company or organization doesn't have those kind of rules, then you have to document this kind of stuff. And especially the steps you tried to take like objectively okay keyword objective because if you just like willy-nilly it and just try to do like some simple shit like well i talked to him today i talked to him today again i told him that he's gonna lose pay yeah no you need dates and times to show that trend to build that uh build that history Mm -hmm. especially if you got somebody on a pip right the first thing that hr is going to tell you when you come to this person say this person's difficult they're making uh, job a lot harder than it needs to be for myself and the teammates of this individual uh, by their attitude and and not uh, not willing to to do their job. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're gonna go cool. Uh, well, I guess we'll put them on a pip, which is a uh, was a progress improvement plan. Yep. Or yeah, progress improvement plan. Yeah, basically where they the individual, uh, you know. With with you and HR, you'll develop a a plan of action to you know uh, make this a more productive individual and to um, you know help them get them on the track and more in line with company values. Yep. But as we've already said, some people don't want to change, so the pips are usually for six months, right? So mm-hmm. that person will just keep continue acting the same way, and then in, at the six month mark, you're supposed to have a sit down with them in HR again and go over uh, areas of improvement. And you could have additional documentation over that last six months, but that last week before the meeting, they come in and they're just the stellar employee that they should have been the whole time. Mm-hmm. And then HR is like, well, they're showing improvement. And you're like the last week that, that doesn't stand out to you. And like, well, you showed improvement and you're like, Oh my God. Like, so we'll go for another six months. And so then they go right back to their old ways and just being a dirt bag. Mm-hmm. And then right before then, and that, that will go on for years. I think you and I witnessed one that's been going on for three years. Yeah. I think it was Holy a pit. I'm like, I'm like, at some point, don't you, doesn't somebody in human resources or whatever go, Hey, this seems a little longing three year pip. Come on. <laughs> yeah. You know, this seems a little fishy, especially like if the trend is, is like he always, he or she always improves the week of their, their ax date. Like, I don't know. That's that's a pretty big, that's a good enough trend for me, but I'm not HR and I don't know all the steps and legal well, it's legalities. Just, it, it's just, there's so, cause you can sue for anything and everything and, and corporations. And I get it are so afraid of lawsuits from an employee. Cause it's almost a guaranteed, almost, almost a guaranteed win for the employee. 
Mm-hmm. Right. right. Um, and so it's, they would just rather continue. All right. Just keep, we'll keep employing them as long as they're not suing us type deal. Yeah. Sadly. Yes. So, uh, continuing down with this article, like you already established this person is just bad news bears and you got document, you're documenting evidence of everything they're doing on top of all this. You should 100% separate them from the rest of the team if you can. Because if you just let them do what the hell they want, it's going gonna, it's gonna to spread. And now instead of just one toxic employee, now you got two or four or whatever. Well, and that's such a good point because, you know, if that one person, if the teammate, the teammates are picking up the slack from this one individual and they're seeing that nothing's happening to that individual and he's just letting do whatever they want. They start going, well, hell, I'm going to do that too. Like, why can't, why can't I take two hour lunches every day? Mm-hmm. And why can't I disappear for two hours and, and have to go do other things or claim to be at lunch? You know what I mean? Um, right. Meanwhile, I'm sitting here, you know, taking my 30 minutes and then right back out to doing my job and this and that, you know, nothing's, nothing's ha- bad's happened to them. So why, why am I working so much harder? Yes. Yeah, like you said, instead of one negative employee, now you've got, two, three, four, whatever the case may be. Right. Or like an, uh, another example from our previous episode, like that person who puts sky dr- or not sky dr- uh nitrogen in the oxygen system. If nothing was done about that person, no one, no one would exercise any bit of diligence. So like, well, well, fuck. Like, I mean, they know it was bad. It's terrible. You shouldn't do that. But what, what are they going to do? What, if I mess up, like say, I don't, I don't fill the tires to their uh, required spec. What are they going to do? Right. Anything to do? Yeah, the, the the tires blew out on landing, and did anybody die? Yeah. No. Okay, so what's the big deal? Right. You know that that kind of bullshit. Right. So like what this article says, like you can isolate uh, even if you can't get rid of a bad apple, you can isolate it from the rest of the bushel so the rot doesn't spread. Uh, research shows that people close to a toxic employee are more likely to become toxic themselves, but the good news is the risk also subsides quickly. Uh, as soon as you put some physical distance between the offender and the rest of the team, uh, for example, rearranging desks, rearranging, uh, putting them on different shifts or giving them different duties that don't uh, interact with them, then you'll see a situation will start to improve, air quote, and you're, in, air quote, immunizing them from the bad, the bad bullshit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, that's something I've had to do. I've I've put people on different shifts. I've to separate them out i've uh a big one is is projects right mm-hmm. like like i'm gonna assign you your own project that's one of the things right when it comes back to the documenting of things mm-hmm. oh, okay you know uh usually they've been working with another person who's stellar uh, and that person carries the team and so the project gets done on time but they pretty much did it by themselves and all the other person was did was talk shit and, and make a nasty work environment and the good employee who did all the work is just bitter and angry now. So I'm like, okay, um, you're going to work your own assignment now by yourself. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm like, oh, okay. All right. And, uh, and I need it done by this date. Okay. So we'll see if they get it done on time. You know what I mean? It's one of those, you know, oh, you know couldn't perform basic job duties uh, as outlined by human resources. Um, continues to, uh, d- uh, to deliver projects. Uh, Overdue and over budget mm-hmm. and just keep, keep running that through yep. and just build, build a trend of that. Right. Yep. Like, okay, I'm not going to give you, I'm not going to give you somebody to carry you now. You're going to carry yourself. Good luck. Right. And then some, sometimes, you know, that actually works in the positive, right? Like say you have someone who's a toxic, who's just so used to caring about himself or herself. Like, all right, you know what? I'm going to put you in charge of a team. See how you do. Now they're responsible for some people. And now like, Whatever political power they had being like the like the single voice in in the yes men. Now like now you're the one who's in charge. Now you're the one who has to report to people. Now you're the one who's gotta be responsible for somebody. And they don't wanna lose that uh political influence. I'm just saying political because that's just the word that's popping in my head, but they don't wanna lose that that image that they are dependable. So they'll start doing things the way you want it to. But they're thinking like they're the they're they're doing it because it makes them look good, you know. <laughs> I've right. seen that I've seen that happen so many times, and it's hilarious watching them do it. I'm like, like, see, now you understand 
this is the path you were supposed to be on, but it only took you having to be held accountable for someone else's bullshit <laughs> that you finally understand what we're all supposed to be about. So one of the things I like to do in that situation is instead of me then doing the review of that one individual, right? Cause they'll like, they'll really half-ass the whole project. The, the Excel spreadsheets will look like garbage. Mm-hmm. The formulas won't work. Uh, they won't have all the data and the snap. And I'm like, they're like, Hey, my projects. And I'm like, cool. Did you give it to the lead, the lead to review? Mm-hmm. Oh no. I'm like, yeah, let email to him. Let him review it. You know, he's the uh, expert with those documents. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that lead will shred those, that individual to pieces. What kind of garbage is this? I can't present this up to the boss. Are you kidding me right now? <laughs> and they'll, they'll let them and they're like, Oh man, you know, like, Hopefully it'll, they'll get the instance. I didn't let the boss down. I let my teammate down. I let, you know, the guy that I kind of respect or whatever. I let, I let him down, not, not the boss. Yep. And so, um, that's another, another tactic I've done. Very much, very good, very sweet tactic. And there's different ways to cut the, to slice it in this instance. There's so many ways, but again, you know, that it starts with you having to dig through the problem, figure out what the hell's going on, document everything, and then figure out an action plan. Uh, continuing right, down, but, don't, but but don't get too distracted, right? Yes, Managing that, a toxic person can eat up your time, energy, and productivity. Don't too, spend too much time on the individual that your other priorities fall by the wayside, which is very easy to do. Counteract the negativity and make sure you are still thriving. Surround yourself with support, supportive, positive people, and look for meaningful uh, and purposeful. I can't talk for meaning and purpose in your work. Also focus on basic self-care. If someone is draining you, build yourself up by exercising, eating right, sleeping, which is all stuff, taking breaks, uh, short-term vacations and long-term. Um, being healthy and proactive is one thing we know that buffers people from the effects of toxic behavior, which cool. is stuff we've talked about in other episodes. Yeah. And like you said, man, like take like digging in deep because, you know, you see that as a challenge. You see that as a project. You know that's hindering progress and the team cohesion and all that so you start taking this on and it becomes like such a, a task like it starts fucking with you and like this thing was saying like you know do some positive reinforcement stuff do some affirmation do some exercises because if if the person is stressing you out when you're 100 he's gonna that is gonna eventually wear down your your energy level and your defenses and then you tackle it 50 percent. now you're you're the problem and now you're the bad person because, you know, you went in there half-assed. Yeah. So to cap off this conversation, Six, mm-hmm. the principles to remember are talk to the person to try to understand what's causing the behavior, give concrete, specific feedback, and other, and offer the opportunity to change, and look for ways to minimize interactions between the toxic employee and the rest of your team. Yes. Uh, do not bring the situation up with your other team members. Allow them to mention it first and then provide suggestions. Try to fire the person unless you've documented the behavior, its impact, and your response. A big one. And get so wrapped up in the handling uh, the issue that you ignore more important work and responsibilities and your uh, stellar employees. Yes. And teammates. That, that's a big one, too. I don't think that uh, this article even mentioned it, but like, do not neglect your other employees because if you're so focused on person x who's just being a real pos and you start letting your stellar workers go to the wayside that you just automatically assume they're just going to stay good you've already fucked up <laughs> yeah. like the most uncle roger voice that like, you fucked up <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah exactly because if you once you start letting them go and they say oh they're they're perpetually good they're gonna they, they're self-sustaining on all that they're gonna have issues too and if you're so focused on the one who in their mind doesn't deserve it, they're going to start falling away too. So uh, my final thoughts on all this, is, besides what the article is saying is uh, be personable, be the one, you know, that's going to break the cycle of bad influencers, but also realize that you're going to come, there's going to come a moment or there's going to come a challenge where you're going to have to air quote, be the bad person. But there's, there's so many objective ways to handle it. Just make sure you're handling it the right way and you're documenting everything. Yeah. And to add to that, my, my final thoughts on this is uh, also don't be afraid to seek uh, help and guidance from uh, your superiors or 
other managers at the same same level as you, right? Hey, uh, got this issue, guys. You know, um, what do I what do I do in this situation? Um, and and I will say this: if you have a, an HR department, human resource department at your company, one of the best things you can do is confer with them because if you do whatever HR says, you can't be held held responsible if 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 the situation turns south and that employee decides to turn on you and go to HR. HR HR at that point can say, oh, no, he's he's spoken with us and we give him all the steps to take. And he's taken those steps and and let HR be the bad guy in that situation. That's that's my take on it. Right. Like yes. six said, you might have to be the bad guy at some point. But if you can get HR's input right from the get go and employ the steps that they've directed you to take and handling an employee because they'll give you all the legal ways to do it. And if that employee still still isn't isn't getting with the program hr then will be the bad guy in that instance and go no get out and that takes all the pressure and stress off of you from having to have had that one-on-one uh termination now some might be saying man but i want that that's like final retribution for me for dealing with this clown for so long Mm -hmm. well it sounds good until you're actually sitting down in front of that person yep um because you never know how that individual is going to react my suggestion is let HR handle that yep. if possible. Yep. And don't, don't be scared of retribution or revenge either. Like if you're doing this objectively, neutrally, and you have HR involved in it, the only revenge they can take honestly is on the company itself. They, they can try to take it on in you, but then that's a whole slew of other legal reasons that you can nail them for. So FYI on that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, on that note, thanks everybody. Have a good day. We'd like to take this time to thank our patrons for supporting our show and allowing us to continue to make episodes, maintain our gear, and create merch for all of our listeners with special thanks to Erica Lamont, Chris Hawkins, Ryan Freshour, Dan Schubert, Jenny Dignan, and the ladies of the Dick Talk and Mimosas podcast. Thank you all so much for your support and patronage. Visit our shop at cancelformaintenance.com and grab some swag to show off both your support for us and your prowess as an aircraft technician. If you have ideas for the show or you'd like to be a guest on the show, visit our contact us section and send us a line. We will do what we can to get your ideas or yourself on the show. You can also follow us on social media, such as on Facebook at Cancel for Maintenance, Instagram at Kanks, that's C-A-N-X for Maintenance Podcast, or on Twitter at CXMX Podcast. Check out some of our affiliates like Rockwell Time, where they make both rugged and classy watches to fit your lifestyle. Use the code CX4MX and save 10% off your purchase. Support us on Patreon. Our patrons get exclusive perks such as access to our Discord, discounts and early access to merch, special patron-only episodes, and so much more. Thank you again so much for listening, and we'll see you next time.